Hi, I'm Omari. And hi, I'm Ethan. And this is the sixth episode of Corona Kids. A podcast where we talk about the novel coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, and the disease it causes, COVID-19. Okay, Omari, what's your question this week? Does the coronavirus have eyes? Does a potato have eyes? No. Are you sure? Actually, it does. Oopsies. I saw them, but not when the root is there. Only when the root is there, it doesn't have eyes. Um, I know why it doesn't have eyes because, um, it is not alive. Right, Dad? Yeah, well, so most biologists would say that viruses are not living organisms. Because of a lot of reasons, even though they can reproduce, they have to be in another host cell, which we've talked about in order to reproduce. They don't have a a metabolic system. They can't do a lot of things that other living things can do, including seeing. Yeah. So are we going to move on? Let's move on. Can I ask you a question? What? It is now late May, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about how one of the things that's going to be really important for people to be able to go back out into public and go back to school and to really feel safe again is to develop a vaccine against this particular coronavirus, right? Yeah. Do you have any idea how scientists are doing developing a vaccine? Um, so I heard it can take like 40 years. Yeah, it can. And I think that that is the record for the fastest time for developing a vaccine ever. However, there's some news in the last couple of days that some early studies looking at vaccines that have been developed already to try to help people stay safe from COVID-19. Uh, have worked. They've helped protect monkeys from getting the infection. And there was even a, a very small trial done with a different type of vaccine, also for this coronavirus, where so far they've said that they had eight participants and they're all safe and healthy. Okay, that's good that they're safe and healthy. So if these Vaccines are already getting very close to being ready. What do you think about that? When do you think everyone will be able to get this vaccine and hopefully go back to our, our lives and go back to school? And Maybe the vaccine will work in like maybe like six years. You think it's still going to take six years? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it takes like four years for them to make the vaccine and then like two years to pass them around everywhere. Mm, Okay. So it's interesting that you mentioned that second part, which is basically getting the, the vaccine all over the world to the people who need it. That's the part that 
people are really nervous about. Yeah, because um, the scientists can get sick from the coronavirus. Well, even if the teams of people making, developing the vaccines, and it seems like that process is going very quickly, and by all accounts, SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, is a very easy virus to develop vaccines for because it doesn't mutate very quickly. The mutations that it does have don't change some of the target sites for the vaccines. So scientists are hopeful that they'll have a vaccine that works really soon. But that was really smart what you said, that second part about how do you get it out to everybody? Because you have to then, once you have a vaccine that works, you have to make a huge amount of it. Yeah, and Dad, what does mutate mean? That's a great question, and we've talked about DNA before. Yeah. A mutation is when some of an organism's, or in this case, a virus's DNA changes a little bit when it makes copies of itself. Sometimes those mutations help it out and make it a stronger, in this case, virus that's better at surviving. Sometimes it makes it a weaker virus, and sometimes it really doesn't have any effect. It's just some of its uh, RNA or DNA changes a little bit. Okay. So that's some of the exciting news. It seems like scientists are getting much closer to developing a vaccine that will work. But now the next question is going to be, how is it going to be possible to develop a huge amount of this vaccine? How can we get it out all over the place? And who should have to pay for it? Yeah. Do you think you should have to pay to get a vaccine to keep yourself safe from COVID-19? Oh, I don't have enough dollars. I only have like $21. Would you spend all of your money on a vaccine if it could keep you safe? Well, not all because my silver dollar. Remember that one? You don't want to spend your precious silver dollar? Who gave you that silver dollar? Um, the tooth fairy when my first tooth fell out and, and she gave me a, um, dinosaur sticker book too. Oh, it was not just dinosaur, it was like 12 themes, including the dinosaur. Would you give someone your dinosaur sticker book for the vaccine? Um, maybe. This is part of the conversation that's happening about this vaccine, which is it costs a lot of money to produce enough quantity of a vaccine that works to give it to everybody. So some people are saying, well, of course, someone has to pay for this and they should pay a lot of money. Other people are saying, hey, listen, this is a public health crisis. In order for us to all be safe, everyone has to have access to this vaccine. We can't charge people money for this. That's crazy. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not going to pay money because, like I said, I only have like $21. Yeah. The other problem with a vaccine is that there are some people who don't trust vaccines. They think that maybe vaccines do bad things to our body that make us sick in other ways, or they think that maybe this is part of uh, a big secret plan 
of the government to put something in our bodies that can control us or track us in certain ways so that people know where we are all the time. So there are a lot of people who are saying, hey, listen, even when there's a vaccine that's out there and has been approved by the FDA, which is the agency in the United States that has to say, yep, this vaccine is safe and ready to go. You should all take it and keep yourself safe. They say, nope, we're not going to do it. We'll be right back. After this public service announcement. Hey, kid, you know that the coronavirus isn't real, right? Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. My friend Bill told me that this is all a big hoax to get us to, to lose all of our money. Are you very, 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 very sure? I'm so sure about this, and I know that Fauci's getting paid to work with the lab in Wuhan to develop this disease to get everyone sick. What do you think about that? I think that's not true. Always get your information from a trusted source. Don't believe rumors. Okay, so now are we going to move on? Yeah, and typically right now we would talk about one of the questions that a listener has given us this week. But did we get any listener questions this past week? No. Come on, everybody. You can't call a simple phone number and leave us a question to talk about for our next episode. Omari, what number should people call with their questions for us to discuss? 845. 481-3625. We promise we will play your question on a future episode as long as it is appropriate. Okay, Omari, so since we don't have any listener questions, do you have any more questions? Mm Mm-hmm. Can all viruses be in your body at once? How many viruses do you think that there are in the world? I don't know, more than 100? Do you think there are more than 1,000? Maybe. Do you think that there are more than a million? Maybe. I read an article recently that was talking about how many viruses there are in the world. And they said that there are more viruses in our world than there are stars in the universe. Wow! So there is a huge number of viruses. Is it more than Googleplex? I don't know. Maybe. Because there are a lot of viruses that we don't know about, too. Are you curious about whether all of those different kinds of viruses would all be in our body all at the same time? Yeah. I don't think so. Because some of those viruses are only in parts of the world. Some of those viruses can't survive in our bodies. But we've talked about this too. Are all viruses bad for us? Uh Uh-huh. All of them are? No. Are there some viruses that help us? Yep. Yeah, there's a, a special type of viruses in particular that are called bacteriophage, which is kind of a funny word. But... They're kind of like viruses, and they attack bacteria. 
And a lot of bacteria can be bad for our body. A lot of bacteria can be good for our body. But some recent research that scientists have done have found that there are very special bacteriophage viruses that live in our mouths and help attack some bacteria that could otherwise hurt us if they got into our body. Wow. So to answer your question, no, not all the viruses in the world could be in our body at once. But there are lots and lots and lots of viruses in our bodies all the time. Most of them either don't do anything to us at all or help us out. But some viruses can really hurt us a lot. Yeah. Actually, I know this one because we... The next question, because we explained the first one, and I know the answer is no, because the question was, can viruses talk? And so you think the answer is yes? No. You're right. They can't talk. And even some simpler organisms have ways that they can maybe not talk, like they don't speak a language necessarily, but... Oftentimes, they can signal each other, like they can excrete a little bit of an enzyme that says like, hey, I'm over here, watch out, move out of the way, or hey, I found a really tasty cell to munch on over here, you should all come over and hang out and eat this cell with me. But uh, viruses are are so simple and small that, right, they, they they don't really talk. And as far as we know, they don't even communicate with each other. Okay. Are we finished for today's episode? I have one more question for you. Okay. What is it? So we live in the city of Kingston. And recently, two things have happened in Kingston that got a lot of attention. First, there was a barbershop, someone who cuts hair, that was cutting people's hair recently, even though it was illegal to do so. And that person who was cutting hair, it turns out, was sick with COVID-19. Okay. What do you think about that? Should he have been cutting hair? No, even though he could get more money. That's a great point. And that's what he has said in response, which is his job is to cut people's hair. If you take away his job, How is he supposed to pay his rent? How is he supposed to pay for food for his family? Yeah. What do you think is the solution in this case? He shouldn't cut people's hair because he could die from COVID-19. So thankfully, he's okay. He has recovered. He didn't die, but he may have gotten other people sick. And who knows what's going to happen to them. But what about the question about how should he make money? How should he help support his family and pay his bills? I don't know. Do you want to give him your $21 in your sticker book to support him? No, not. Then I'll waste all my money. This is one of the big challenges right now. Is there a lot of people who are analyzing the impact that closing down the economy is having on people's lives saying look people can't even pay their bills they they can't pay for food for their family we have to let people go back to work but what's the risk if that happens 
Yeah, because if they come close to the barber, then maybe the barber will spread the coronavirus. Right. So this is a, a big challenge, and no one has a good answer for it. But people are coming up with plans to try to reopen parts of the economy in a safe way. So maybe we can talk about that in a future episode. Okay. The other thing that happened recently is that the city of Kingston announced that all of its summer camps are canceled. No summer camps that are organized by the city of Kingston. That's sad. I can't go to camp. Probably not. Yeah, because I really loved camp. So camps organized by the YMCA, not the city of Kingston, but it still raises questions about whether it's safe to go to camp. Yeah. Do you know what the CDC is? No. It stands for the Center for Disease Control, and it's a big organization in the United States that provides information about how to handle diseases like COVID-19. And so the CDC is working really hard to develop guidelines and recommendations for camps and businesses about how to perhaps safely reopen. So the CDC has guidelines for summer camps. And so some summer camps are saying, yep, we can do everything that it says that we need to do in these guidelines to keep our campers safe. Some are saying, nope, we can't do it. Okay. So we'll have to wait and see what the YMCA decides and whether we feel like it's safe for you to go to camp as well. I don't think it's safe. I'm Even if it's open, I don't think I would want to go. I think that that's probably a wise thing, is to be extra cautious. Yeah. Do you have any other questions for this week? Nope. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the sixth episode of the Corona Kids podcast. You can always call and leave us a question that you'd like us to discuss at what number? 845-481-3620. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace.